podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, parachutes ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast. Liverpool have won another game. They have, I think it's probably about 55 points at this stage. I'm, I'm starting to lose count. But it's, it was another, another game. It was, ooh, it was a little bit edgy at times, but when you go back and look at it, like uh, one of my guests has said, when you go back and look at it without the nerves, it was probably not as nervous as you think. Keith is with me tonight, Grizz is with me tonight, and we'll go on for about 45 minutes to an hour, depending on how good your random questions are, your football questions are. You know how it works by now. Here we go. And hello and good evening and welcome. Liverpool have won again. And, yeah, Wolves put up a decent fight, let's be honest about it, but Liverpool go marching on, 19, play it, 18, is it 18 wins? Uh, one draw, 55 points, 13 clear with a game in hand, and it's all looking very rosy in the garden as we head into 2020. With me tonight is Keith and also Grizz, I'm going to come to Keith first, because Grizz has told me, lads, I fell asleep because there's no European football on on a Sunday evening, so go to Keith first and give me a chance to wake up. Keith, um... It's a 1-0 win. It's one that you have to grind out. I've called this show Grinding Reds. But it is one of those where we're at that stage of the season. You just have to, at times, grind out your results. It was it was probably a bit opposite to what we've done against Leicester. But it's still another three points, isn't it? It is, Gavin. You know, the, the most important thing is just getting them wins on the board now. You know, and it's, well, it's given us confidence. It's, it's sapping the life out of City, Leicester, everyone else. Do you know what I mean? Like, to see us getting these scaldy little one nils, Love it. Great. You, you mentioned it there. I think when we look back at this game, right, Wolves don't fuck all. They, I think they had two chances, if even that. They blasted a lot over the bar, you know, in fairness. They did have a few few chances, but they didn't work Alisson enough to really get anything out of it. And when you listen to the... Pre-match, uh, the post-match interviews and all, Connor Cody, and I know emotion only off the pitch and all that, but he was talking a lot of bollocks and that as well, saying that he were controlling the game and dominating it. They weren't. If you look at the stats of the match, you look at the game back, there was only one real team going for it, and it was us. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think especially in the first half, I thought we are, we are really good, um, without getting the goals, but we are well on top. I think we'd, 
we'd probably about 70% possession in the first half. We had a lot of shots. They had very little going on until right towards the end of the, the end of the game. Or the end of the first half, I suppose. Um, there is loads of comments coming in here, so I'll get to a few of them. Um, Mick says, we're varking brilliant. Uh, <laughs> Northred says, another one down, get in the beautiful Reds. Uh, Joe wants to sign Adama Traore in, in January. Maverick says, there's no stopping these Reds. Asta- astounding energy levels. Uh, Centurion says, not the best name for the show, Gav. I think I called it Grinding Reds. Is that... We're not physically grinding on people, um, if, that, if that's what you think. But uh, I know I see your point. <laughs> Kevo Sullivan says that performance was a great example of resting with the ball. We are good in possession. Uh, Mark says we look absolutely exhausted second half. At least it puts to bed. We must be doping. Uh, excuses. Uh, Mick says Big Joe Gomez. Dylan says Kate look good when he come on. I hope he gets some more starts. Uh, not red is back. That was a nice hug. J- Jorgen. Klopp gave to Trory at the end of the game. Loads of question marks. Um, haven't had a 1-0 for some time, says Centurion. And Ma- Megan McCallion says, another game chalked off. Massive win. Plenty of rest now. Move on to Sheffield United. Come on, the Reds. Grizz, I'll come to you. And, you know, the lineup he goes with is normal back four. He gets Lalana into the team. He's trying to freshen up that midfield, I suppose. Were you happy with the lineup, or did you think, oh, i just give Kate another run? Or, because he, But does he probably have to manage him, Grizz? Yeah, I, I did think we we may make one, two more changes. I mean, I wasn't expecting wholesale changes, you know. Wolves are just too good a team, regardless of how long they've had. Um, but I did expect about two or three. I was surprised to see us so, so full strength. I mean, it's difficult. There's no changes possible in the back five, realistically. Well, I suppose you could do the keeper. Uh, with the sale of our centre-backs, um, full-backs are so crucial, he had to play them. I thought I thought maybe, you know, Div might get a game here, but he went with the main front three and then the midfield. You gotta remember Nabby's been getting all these injuries, hasn't he? And he's just played like two, three games in a row, so that kinda of made sense as well. Um but yeah, I mean I, I definitely thought when I saw the lineups I thought it's 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 more than enough to beat uh Wolves, especially as Wolves have made a few changes as well. But yeah. Good game, actually. It was a decent game. It actually was yeah. a decent game. Grizz, I'll stay with you. Were you surprised the amount of changes Wolves made? Nah. Nah, their, their coach didn't have a choice, bless him. He, and he said, um, you know, 48 minutes, 48 minutes, 45 hours, I beg you. Uh, four, 45 hours, um, difference in the, in the, in between the games. Just, it's, it's insane, isn't it? Mm. So, you know, yeah, he, he was, yeah, it's mad. He made about, I think he made about four or five changes, didn't he? Four or five changes, which, but, um, the thing is, his changes were sort of players, you know, that have hardly played, you know, been in and around the squad. So, you know, they were very, very hungry and up for it. And, and so it showed. Yeah, um, Centurion saying that Klopp did say that Shakiri would have played if not for a small injury. I think it was a slight muscle strain. Uh, PW says Lalana was great today. Imagine the player he would have been if he hadn't been crippled for the last three years. Uh, Centurion says I'm the only one that wants a young uh, player introduced instead of Lalana. Uh, at this stage of the season, I think experience counts for a hell of a lot, uh, Centurion, I'm being honest. Uh, Kevo Sullivan says we're really down to the bare bones. Look at the bench. Well, Klopp has mentioned after the game tonight that Minamino and, um, Nat Phillips coming back from Germany, I think, uh, should be both yeah. available for Sheffield United. But the one thing that <coughs> that does tell me is if they're bringing Nat Phillips back from loan in Germany, the problem with Matip and Lovren is probably a little bit more uh, serious than we, we, we originally thought. 
So it could be something there. Northred says a Lalana was awesome today. Mystery man is glad to see the clean sheets back. Breaking news: David Moyes is back at West Ham as first team uh, coach. Uh, that's just being announced by the looks of it. Um, but look, the, the game itself, you know, there's a couple. As, as I said there a minute ago, and Keith was was um, going on a bit as well. Overall. They didn't seem to trouble us a hell of a lot. There was a few shots that went over the bar. There's a couple of talking points in the game. Keith, the first one, I suppose, is is, is their goal. And good ball over the top. Lalana shoulders it down. Mane finishes it. And the referee decides he's blown up because it's not a goal straight away. Was that a bit weird to you? It was ridiculous. And that's the, the problem. It's not VAR and that. Like, there's loads of problems with that goal. It took them, don't know what you were checking, took them late in ages to decide that it was a goal. So I don't know what you were looking at. Mm. But how he's blown for a, a, a handball without seeing it. Like if they had a stop there, if he had a blown that a fraction earlier, that goal wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been given. Do you know what I mean? Like they mm. can't check it if he, if they, if he blows up before it goes in. That would have been referee incompetence again. So we can understand people get pissed off at the VAR, but it's the referee is that the problem. Yeah, like, for me, looking at it, like, the ball's in the net and he's blown to give a free out, right? Yeah. And I can't understand that, like, if you're going to use his VAR, the ball goes in, why isn't he just going, okay, check is that, that a goal? Out. Just check that goal, because yeah. every goal gets checked anyway. I don't exactly. see, I don't see that, the reason to blow your whistle, just let it, it goes in yeah. the net, all you have to do is say, I'm not too sure about that, what's going on, have a look at it, because every goal is checked. Um, somebody asked, is that the same ref for the uh, Gazaniga penalty? It was. That, wasn't oh, it, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. Was yeah, it's, the guy, it's the guy Andy that... Tyler, he's played in rubbish. Yeah, it's the guy that uh, lets players try basically behead strikers or forwards or, or attacking players and then tries to give them a free out. Yeah, it is one of them. Um, let me see. Owen says, checking to see if the whistle went before it went in. I was looking at that as well. I don't think it did. I think the ball hits the net no, and, then, and then the whistle yeah, goes. Yeah, the ball hit the net. If the whistle had gone, they wouldn't have been able to, to check it. It would have been just... Given as a foul, I think the the because they checked that on the var mm. was the did he blow the whistle before it went in like mm-hmm. the madness. Yeah, I just can't understand it. Grace, what's your take on this? Because for me, it's a perfectly good goal. I I understand them checking every goal, but the referee being you know mad to to blow that whistle and he's he's probably kicking himself a little bit that he didn't blow a half a second earlier. It's just it's another one where var and referees just isn't working, is it? Do you know it's hundred percent kicking himself that he didn't blow that half a second earlier and say he could have disallowed it. Because mm-hmm. he fucking tried his damn hardest. Yeah. Tried his damn, damn hardest to make us not win that game. Some of his decisions were... Not some. To be honest with you, most of his decisions. Honestly, we've won. We're unbeaten. We're on top of the league. We don't, we don't give a shit about anything. Yet here we are talking about and such an incompetent referee. It's mind-boggling. How they get away with it and they're so smug about it. Yeah, I mean, not held accountable at all. It's abs- there's nothing. There's no accountability. And as you said, if we could be sitting here, right, probably maybe losing that game one nil, right? If it was down to the refs and linesmen, we would have probably yeah. lost that game one nil, lost our unbeaten record, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, all down to officiating. Nothing to do with us being. Average or poor, or always being brilliant, it would have been absolute travesty of justice. Look, at the end of the day, VAR made made 
both decisions correct. They corrected wrong on-field decisions. Mm. And that's exactly yeah. what happened, Gav. The, the hysteria and all the, 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 the noise around it is because it's Liverpool. It's because yeah. it's happening to us and we're blowing the, this league, all the rest of the league away. And therefore they, everyone on social media is trying to make a scene and because of it, there was nothing made of the city, uh, yeah. you know, that was being played yeah. at the same time. Nothing. You didn't get no, um, uh, social media influencers such as Gary Lineker or Rich, Harry Hands, Richard Keys. Uh, making a, making making noise so Richard, about Richard Keyes has made noise about Erwin Ari. Right. The one, the yeah, one they all do, they all do, Gav. Just because it's Liverpool, and they're absolutely shitting themselves at the fact that we've absolutely blown this league away. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it is like it, it's very easy to look at some of the stuff that's going on and think, you know what, they just have something against us, and we keep winning, which probably uh, magnifies it a little bit more. But uh, like. Just touching on the City one there, I've looked back at him and the referee doesn't touch the ball. So he has an argument that he doesn't need to stop the game. All right, he probably gets in the, the guy's way, but he doesn't actually touch the ball. From what I can make out, the rule is if the ref touches the ball, yeah. um, then it has to be a drop ball. But I'm not touching it. Um, he he doesn't have to actually blow up or, or do that hot ball. So it's one of those that can be argued. But again, the rule being clarified is, you know, from what I can make out, the rule is fairly straightforward, but there's always arguments to these rules because they're not really, they're not really explained well enough for me. That's just the way no. it goes. And I think VAR has gone down that road. Look, I'm trying to get Andy Young on a, on, a, on a show for the last week or so. He's a very busy man, but I'm trying to get him on because he's defending VAR, um, day in and day out. And I think he's completely and utterly wrong in the way he's doing it. And I'll have that argument with Andy when the time comes. But getting on to the, the other talking point, you know, Mane scores in the 42nd minute. Um, they go up the other end. There's three minutes of injury time. And just before the injury time is up, um, or just going into injury time, they score what they believe is a perfectly good goal. And it's ruled out for offside. Keith, um, I know the only thing that upset you was the celebration. But, um, oh. but again, in the rules as it's stated, that is offside. But I'm going to put my hands up here and say, it's because it's an absolute joke at this stage, and and I'm sure people watching or listening to this later on on the download will be saying, "Here he goes again." But it's every fucking week, and we're looking at these things going, "Yeah, that is that's what's meant to be happening. That's offside." But when you look at the likes of, and I know it's a goal against Liverpool, I'm not afraid to say it. it the, the decision is correct as things stand, but surely this has to be looked at at some stage. Keep probably going into next season where the likes of that goal today probably should have stood. All things being equal, right? For, and I know. People will say, you're going against the rules here, but common sense tells you, Keith, in my opinion, that the likes of that probably should have stood. Pookie yesterday should have stood. I think there was somebody else showing, was it Zaha maybe in offside? Was it Zaha playing? Yeah, Zaha. There was another instance. And, and, yeah, these, yeah. and these things now are getting stupid. It should be just, listen, mark the feet on the pitch, and if his foot is not ahead of his foot, it's a fucking goal. I, I, I think that's fair enough, Keith, no? Yeah, it, it is getting a bit ridiculous, but, and I know the argument is, the, the rules stay if a fraction is offside it's offside you can't be a little bit offside you know you're either on or, mm. on or you're off but it, it used to be if you're level give the benefit of the doubt or the advantage to the attacking player that's not the case anymore now you know any part of the attack they're looking at every single phase of that to get it back and it's it's, it's it is a game killer in that sense because we benefit from that today but we were we were ripped off against Watford and against Villa for two 
very similar, you know, fraction offside jobs. So it's not like we're just, ah, it's great because we got away with it today. We've been on the receiving end and it's, you know, you just, you just have to suck them up, I think. And I think there's too much being made of these decisions. They're, they're happening all the time now, but there's absolutely been magnified and nothing's going to happen with them until the end of the season, in, into the summer, you know, if they do a change. So I think you're just going to have to suck them up. Some will get and some we won't get. And it's the same for every other team. I mean, you can... This weekend alone, there was a stack of them. There was another one, I think, in Bournemouth and Brighton. There was another um, fine margin offside in that as well. Every team I get in them, you know, it's it's unfortunately it is what it is. Bro, mm. I think it needs to be looked at. You know, they did not the VAR. VAR is, you know, if if you go by the the Lions and all, which are to say the least, going with the Lions. Like Kevin Sullivan says there, not one decision this weekend was wrong for offside, none. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's perfect. What he's saying there is absolutely true. All right. But when you're looking at the way it's, it's the way the rule is administered, I suppose, and the way. Yeah, do you know what it is? I Come on. We, we've had this conversation before, me and you. I think you're, and I think Andy shares this view with me. I think the rules, how they determine the offside need changing. The Correct. actual VAR is Correct. doing yeah. what it's, That's the actual it. VAR is doing what it's being asked to do, mm. which is draw up these images and lines and whatever and see if his armpit is offside. Mm. So where the, where, in my opinion, where the rule needs changing is that it, it should be, uh, I mean, I don't know, a certain distance or... No, look, somebody uh, says, somebody said there in the chat, just change it to where the boots are. Change it to where the feet are, and your forward is forward foot. You know, your foot closest to the goal, whether that's your defender or your forward is where it is. Because, like, look, I was saying to key beforehand, if you, as a striker, right, like, there's, there's plenty going on there. Like, Centurion says, if you're, if you're bent on looking for errors, you will find them. They're not errors. I think it's just the way it's, it's put across, you know, and the way it's, the way the, it's determined whether someone is offside or not. Like, as a striker, you're going to be naturally leaning towards the goal because you're going to be running in that direction, okay? A defender standing square, he's probably looking for an offside. He stands square, his body is more upright, and they're going on his foot, okay? Whereas you're leaning forward, if you, and, and they take from your, your forward's foot, and they come out, and they bring a line perpendicular and stuff like that. That's where it just doesn't go right for me. But, Chris, if, if, I, if, I, if I was to say... Conversation. No, but that's I mean, what I'm going to say, Grizz. If I was to say to you, Grizz, at the next start of next season, they're literally going to go with both players' feet or foot that's closest to the goal, and they're going to mark it off them lines. Would you be perfectly happy with that? Disregarding heads, armpits, and everything else, would you be happy with that? Kev, me personally, I'd be happy with anything because mm. we're going to be going into it. World Club champions, Super Cup champions and fucking Premier League champions, possibly FA Cup winners and Champions League. I couldn't give a shit, Gav. We'll still overcome it. We'll still get the decisions when we, when it's our day, you get them. It's just like normal referees. That's, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. The beauty of it is it's just like a normal football game. Some days the decisions will go for you, sometimes they won't. At the end of it, overall, after everything else, the best team will always win the league. And we are 13 points clear. Let's talk about Liverpool, Gav. Go on, Keith. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, why not? Because it's a great time, you know. Grizz is right. Who gives a shit what happens with our they can do what they want. I've always we'll be said, celebrating I've always, at the end is, of it. I mean Gav knows this as well. I've always said 
it's absolutely brand new in this country, right? Mm. It's been used abroad for a number of years now. It's much better abroad. It's just pure snobbery and arrogance that they don't use it like they use it abroad, where the referee has a look at it on the side and can make his own decisions and realize, oh, yeah, shit, I messed up there. Let me correct that now. Simple as. Or even in somewhere obscure, like in uh, Australia, they use it brilliantly, like how the rugby refs use it, right? It's brilliant. You can hear the communication. You can hear the lines of communication, what they're discussing, what they're being asked to check. It's quite straightforward. I personally do believe that's how it will end up here. It's just a bit of teething problems first year. You know, let people say, oh, Liverpool. You know, I'm so happy to win the league when VAR was first introduced. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let them call us Liverpool. I couldn't give oh, it. I couldn't give it. Some else, mate. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's, plenty, there's plenty coming in here. Um, Maverick says, can we have some comments on those World Championship shorts? I love them. I have to say that uh, I, I yeah. really, really did like them. Uh, all Neil says, VAR isn't the problem, it's the idiots using it. There's just, there's arguments every week. I just think that, I think VAR as a concept is good. I think it could benefit from a little bit more common sense when it comes down to rules. That's just the way it is. Uh, the, the, and, the referees association have too much, that PGMOL, they have too much, um, influence and sway on it. The issue I have with VAR is that the lions on the offside look like they were done with a fucking paintbrush. You know what I mean? Like they can have little fine lions and can bring it much closer. But the ones they use are big thick lions. The ball never looks like it's at the right point. Do you know what I mean? When it's just on the foot. There's always a big bleeding blur and all. It's always, it looks a bit sketchy the way they do it now. But look, teething problems as Chris said, that'll all iron itself out for next year. It will, it will. Um, North Red says, oh, sorry, not North Red, Chris says, uh, talk about Gomez, what a performance. Let's go through a couple of the players. Yeah, yeah. And I, first of all, Chris, before we go to Gomez, I thought that was one of the shakier performance I've seen from Trent. Looked a bit leggy at times. Are we going to try to get him out of this team for, for a game or so and just give him a rest? Mm, difficult, difficult. This is the thing, you see. Um, you know, I, I as I said, I, I think he was forced to play. Um, Trent um, and, and a couple of others I'm not going to single out Trent in terms of having an average game I thought majority bar uh, Gomez, Henderson possibly Lalana had average games uh, I mean Salah started off brightly but then just didn't get any supply because the rest of the team was a bit dead as well today which is absolutely fine mm-hmm. It happens. They're fucking human beings. This proves that we're not on the fucking steroids, right? This proves that we are human. We're doing everything fucking properly and fairly. They run out of a bit of gas. We're under pressure squad-wise because we have the likes of Lovren, Ox, Fabinho, Matic, maybe a couple of others. I can't think of the top of my head. But, you know, you, I'm talking four or five very, very... Uh, Matic, very influential players who can rotate and not let the yeah. level of the squad dip. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right now, barring a couple, like sort of the likes of Shaq and Origi, the, 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 the defensive substitutions or squad members currently would let the level drop. So it's difficult. It's difficult. We've, we're in the middle, I suppose, after Sheffield, we've got the FA Cup where they all get a rest. So I, I you know, I don't think I think Trent will be forced to go on Sheffield United as well. And then I think everyone has a day off against Everton. 
uh, let Everton have their big day. Um, and that's where we rest all our players. But, um, Lad, go on. Trent was man of the match today, like, according to Carragher. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, according to Carragher. you know, obviously. No, for me, for me. Festivities carried on a bit. Yeah. Uh, Carragher swings from one way to the other, like, he's, he's hypercritical of Liverpool at times and, and the sky, uh, the fact he's a Sky commentator comes out, Gomez and then and then he goes the other way. Gomez, Gomez like Chris, so did I thought so as well. Chris, Chris, yeah. Trent and Robbo looked leggy. Uh, let me see. Kev says I don't think he played Milner today because he Wolves may have played Traore. He reckons Milner will start on Thursday, obviously against Sheffield United. Um, Mick can't believe that Carragher uh, was gave man, man of the match to Trent. Um, Megan says it's shocking that the Premier League are only are only allowing us to wear that gold badge for one game. I think it's yeah, been, that it's is a, a disgrace. It's, it's a bit mad to be honest with you, uh, but we will wear it in Europe. So. There you go. Uh, Byron yeah. says, can't wait for Mo to put these away and go on a run to win the Golden Boot. Uh, Maverick says, I expect Nack Phillips to play the FA Cup and give VVD at least one game's rest. Uh, Klopp said, Minamino and Phillips available for Sheffield United, says Chris. Yep, yeah, I've seen that myself earlier. Uh, let me see. Uh, are those badges for sale? I haven't seen it for sale yet, but I'm sure, I'm sure once they've been worn by Liverpool now today, they will be on sale for people to go and get. Uh, how many changes would you like for, make for the Sheffield United game? We will have a look at that on before we finish up. But, um, Joe Gomez and you know I've probably been very vocal about Joe Gomez not about his ability I just don't like him at right back and I love him at centre half and I'm I'm absolutely like this is probably the biggest thing for me although we're winning games Chris this is the biggest thing for me where you know we're winning games it's absolutely brilliant but this has been the shining light for me over the last four yeah. or five weeks with him coming in playing at centre half getting to he's getting up to speed now he's he's on it now and he, and he feels like he's back in a groove and him and Van Dijk look excellent together again Grizz don't he shining light absolutely Gav biggest 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 boost over the last couple of weeks I'd say is the form and the returning majestic form of Joe Gomez mm-hmm. because I think me and you are very similar in terms of we do actually believe Joe Gomez is the best long-term partner for Virgil van Dijk. Absolutely. No questions. But but saying all that, it did take a few games to get warmed up, and he always does. He wasn't in the best of forms, and Matip was in the team ahead of him, rightly so at the start of the season. Then Matip gets injured, and then surprisingly Lovren gets into the team ahead of him. And then Lovren doesn't put a foot wrong as well. You see, I, I just, I just, I just, I hate it when LFC fans can't just praise someone for the sake of praising him without comparing him to the others. Yeah. So Matip does a brilliant job. Lovren does a brilliant job. And now Gomez is doing an absolutely superb job. And long may it continue because, you know, as you said, I thought love, I thought Matt, um, we've discussed the fullbacks looking leggy. I thought that was, VVD is probably one of his worst games for a little while as well. Looked very, you know, cumbersome and sort of clumsy, but he gets away with it because it's Virgil van Dijk, you see? So, you know, you've got to call a spade a spade. Um, I thought Virgil van Dijk was a bit, you know, lazy today. Um, I don't think he was that bad. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. 
Grizz, I know we had that one where he got caught on the ball and then fell over when your man went through and Alisson had to do the save. But other than that, I don't think he was uh, put under too much pressure. But that's the standard he set himself now, isn't it? You know, that's, it's, it's, that's, that's a I, bad game. It's You know I what I mean? Makes one I mistake. I agree with you. The, the criticism is very minute because of the fact that yeah. we're comparing him to the standards that he's set. Do you know what I mean? So we expect nine out of tens every game. So when he yeah. has a seven... We think, oh my God, how dare he ever say But, you know, as I said, it's a very, we've got to remember the guy's fucking played every single minute of every single yeah. game. He's an absolute monster and a beast. Thrill. So he's allowed to have a dodgy spell of maybe 15 minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, overall, in, in, cause I, again, I, again, even in the final, in the world club final, I thought he was not as, as good as Gomez again, you know. Yeah. But, but listen. You can't argue. We just can't argue. We haven't got a leg to stand on when we, um, you know, go overboard with this criticism of players because look where we are. Clean sheet after clean sheet now. And yeah. we're literally fucking mileage away from everyone else. So, you know, these small, small details, small, small sort of analysis, you know, it's just for the sake of conversation. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We, we can't, we can't get too deep, hung up and too deep into these. Yeah, like, like Mick says there with 20 to go, they all look tired. I think that's fair enough. And, and most teams have looked, like I looked at Arsenal and Chelsea earlier on and it, Arsenal were very good for 20, 25 and then Chelsea kind of got into it. And when near the end of the game, although Chelsea come back and win the game, both teams looked leggy to me and that's why it became a scrappy game and a little bit more open and there was more mistakes. And, you know, it, it's going to happen to more or less every squad in, in the league, you know. Just, just, um, Keith, just, just touching on something else as well. Like, Sorry, I won't go to that yet. I'll come back to it in a minute. It's just something in my head, so I wanted to get it out there, but I will in a second. Midfield, um, I, I really liked Lalana today, I have to say. Really yeah. industrious, really worked hard. I really liked Henderson as well. I thought Henderson kept us ticking, ticking over well and kind of set a tempo for us that needed setting. They, they both done well as well, didn't they? They did. And like that, that will break the hearts of a lot of Liverpool fans out there. You know, it's, it baffles me the criticism them boys get. Henderson, the captain, plays week in, week out and still gets lashed out of it. But Lallana, every time he's come in this season, he's, he's not, let us, not letting us down. Do you know what I mean? He's mm. playing well, he's putting in a shift and maybe Klopp is looking at it and he's saying, right, when we get our league medals getting given out, he ran the bollocks off himself. I mean, the first few years I was here, ran himself into the ground making sure he's getting the games for a medal. So, you know, people might want to get used to the fact that Lallana is going to be in more teams between now and the end of the season. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, And he, he will become a vital squad member because, Grizz, if you look at that bench today, you know, Shaqiri has to, couldn't play as slow. I think it's said a muscle strain. I could be wrong. Someone might be able to update that and, and tell me I'm wrong, but I thought I read something like a muscle strain. But yeah, Chris, when you when you look at that bench, we we've seen you know Curtis Jones on it. Then we have seen Curtis Jones and Nico Williams. Then Harvey Elliott was added to that today. So out of those seven, you have three players that aren't first team footballers. Let's be perfectly honest about it. Is that a little bit worrying for you? What was the question? <laughs> is 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 the fact that three of the seven on the bench are not first team players? Is that is that a worry for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's a worry for now. Yet, yeah. um, if it continues. Um, for the next three or four games, then yeah, I think we can manage for the next game. As I said, Sheffield United, we're gonna have to grind it out. Okay, what's with this grinding business, man? It's like about the twentieth time we've mentioned it on this pod. But we gotta, we gotta grind it out against Sheffield United. 
hundred percent we're gonna grind it out. It's gonna be similar squad, maybe two, three changes. Um but the squad, the game squad the match day squad's gonna be near enough the same. And then we get a I think it's uh the next game, if I'm wrong correct me please someone, but I'm thinking we've got a nice little week break to the Everton game. Um, no, we play we play we play on the Sheffield. second. We play in the second against Sheffield United and the fifth against Everton. Yeah. So yeah. We, that which means we get a a nice what ten days before our next league game. Um, yeah, I'll look it up for uh, yeah. Get a, so get think, a definite for you now. So yeah. something like ten to twelve days before our next league game, which is all that counts. I mean, I'm sure I'm with you when I, I I think we've discussed this before. Again, the FA Cup. I couldn't give a hoot about again. Just like the League Cup, um, you know, I don't expect us to go um, full strength against Everton in the Cup. So that will give our chance to, for, for for our players to get sort of refreshed again, and we go again into what's usually our worst month under Klopp, January. Mm-hmm. That's where we stutter. Um, I think he's, I think he's so unlucky in terms of picking up these injuries in this month because I do believe that he's planned. Everything, so we, we're not leggy and, and tired in January, but it just so happens, ironically, that we probably will be because of the injuries we've picked up. But, um, but with Matip and Fabinho, um, you know, likely to be back, uh, end of the month, end of January, um, we should be fine as long as we can sort of see out the next Sheffield United game without any, you know, crazy, shocking loss, we should be fine. It's nothing to worry or panic about. Um, you know, all the players will be back by the end of the month and, and we, we'll be strong really into the running, really. Chris mm. has uh, led me nicely into into things there, Keith, because this is what I wanted to go at and what way would you, I wanted to see what way people would go and opt for when it comes to the Everton game. You know, we do have Sheffield United. We Three days later, we have Everton. But if you, if you took Everton out of the equation and look at the rest people, you're looking at a nine-day rest between Sheffield United and then we're away to Spurs in the next league game. What way would you go with this? Now, take the whole Everton thing out of it. It's the FA Cup. For me, yeah. you just disregard who the opponent is. Do you turn around, Keith, and you say, lads, we're going to give a one big push on the 2nd of January against Sheffield United. I'm going to get as many years off then for nine days to rest and recuperate. And literally, that's your little mid-season break, nine days, um, where you probably get three, four rest days in that nine. And then we just turn around and go, listen, we've, whatever it is, 17 league games left, and we're going to absolutely yeah. go for it from there. Is that what we're doing? That's exactly what I think we're doing. And I think what he's looking at now, I'd say, is he's taking a 38-game season now mm-hmm. and he's looking to compress that down to about 32, 30 or 32, mm-hmm. and saying, right, we get this league wrapped up. I didn't expect to be as far ahead as we are now. Mm-hmm. If we get this league wrapped up, then you can have his arrests after that. You know, like, put his running in now. There's a nine-day break. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Take a rest for that. But then you're back on it. Full strength against Sheffield United nearly. Full strength against Spurs. They can do what they want against Everton. The only thing I'm interested in against Everton, are we allowed to wear them gold badges in the FA Cup? No, I don't think so. I think we are. I think it's only the Premier League, that one, no? I'm not too sure. But Chris Pross asks, does Grizz think we signed someone else in January? Uh, Grizz, you can have a little think about that for a minute. Um, Maverick. I'll answer that and say no. Okay, you're answering that, Grizz. The fact they brought back... um, Not Phillips. Now Phillips, I think that that's 
that's the, the defense of Cove Abra in, I'd say that'll be it. Mm, Centurion doesn't care for the FA Cup. I don't. I don't. And I, I, to be honest with you, I'm not even thinking what Atletico Madrid in the Champions League either. I just want to get yes. to that point and see where we are in the league and then make a decision from there. Centurion says get the league wrapped up and focus on winning the Champions League. Good plan. Yeah, I don't mind that. But when we get to, I think we play late January, isn't it? In the, in the next round of the Champions League. And by then, we're probably another four or five league games down the road. And if we've another four or five wins on top, yeah, I, I'm absolutely gone with that. If the lead is reduced in any way, the Champions League, I can give or take. I'm going to be honest with you. And you know where, you know where I stand on this. I'm nailing all my colours to as many masks as I can find. And it's Premier League and Premier League only. Jorginho oh, yeah. wants to see Jones in against Everton. Um, people will obviously want, do you know something? People watching on YouTube now are watching on Periscope, obviously, as I always say, please share the broadcast, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, all that sort of stuff. But send me in your team for Everton. Um, send me in what you feel should be the team to play against Everton, taking into account Sheffield United on the second and three days later Everton at Anfield. So send me in the team and, and see how, uh, uh, we'll see what, what kind of the feedback is on it. Um, Maverick says the FA Cup is the bed in Minamino and not Phillips, Elliot Cortis. Sorry, that's it. Rest as many as possible. FA Cup is not a priority. Absolutely. Grizz, um, the state of the league at the moment, uh, we are 13 points clear of Leicester and 14 points clear of Manchester City as things stand. We have a game in hand, which will be against uh, David Moyes, West Ham United. Um, but what way are you looking at this, Grizz, now? Because I know me and you argue week in, week out about Liverpool, what, what results we get, what way we will play, the outlook and stuff like that. What way are you seeing this now? Uh, I'm seeing it pretty much like you, Gav. This, it's, uh, it's, it's barring a, barring a, an injury disaster, um, where we kind of lose like sort of Virgil and Mane and Salah mm-hmm. for the rest of the season. It's wrapped up. The league's wrapped up. And you know, you're talking about sort of, you know, teams for the FA Cup and Champions League, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that we're so ahead of everyone else, I think we can possibly afford to go hard for one of the Cups as well. Well, not one of the Cups. Sort of, we're going to go hard for the Champions League anyway because he loves the Champions League and we're a Champions League club. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're, we're the best team in the world, so we're going to go for the best club competition in the world. But I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it past us to go deep in the in the FA Cup as well, Gav. I mean, the team that we put out for Everton won't be, uh, you know, won't be won't be a won't be a crappy team. I mean, I can no. definitely see uh, the, the new lad playing, mm-hmm. and then you'd have the likes of Lalana, Shaq if he's recovered from his mm-hmm. little strain, and Origi. Origi, yeah. yeah well, yeah, all yeah. Neil puts in a team there of Adrian, Nico Williams, Phillips, Hoover, Milner, Lalana, Jones, Minamino, Shakiri, Origi, and Elliot. Yeah, it I mean, could I, be some along that, yeah. Yeah, I can't see, I can't see, uh, Hoover playing centre back, but the rest makes sense. The rest absolutely makes sense. It, it, it's, and that's no, and that's no easy team to get past, you know. We'll, we'll, uh, the crowd will be up for it. All those players will be up for it because they're going to want to make an impression. Um, you know, as I said, we're so far ahead, Gav, you know. You know, we joke around every day about someone do the maths in terms of mm. what's required and what's needed for us to finish this job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as the way things are going, you know, we could have this wrapped up by end of February. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. One of those things. So, and if that's the case and we can get past this fairly tricky tie of Everton, you know, let's not get it twisted. Uh, Carlo Ancelotti has made a difference, will make a difference to this Everton team. He's, you know, he's one of the legendary coaches of all time. Do you know what I mean? So he's bound to have a, a, a uh, they're bound to have an upturn in, in fortune and, you know, they will want to put that result right, um, after the league performance there. So that could be tricky, but if we get through there, uh, without, you know, if we can get through there, because I, I just don't think he's, he's, he's too close for him to pick our strongest 11. So we're bound to make changes for that. But if we can get through there, then I've got a very good feeling, Gab, that we're going to play our strongest team in, in the FA Cup as well. So because of the fact that we're so ahead in the league. Mm. So it could be a very, very, um, very fruitful end to the season for us. Yeah, well, like Northred says there, Everton will go full tilt. They definitely will. Oh, yeah, and I think, I think, oh, the la- yeah. I think the last couple of results in the league, um, under Ferguson, they were unbeaten. They, they've got them under force two under, under Ancelotti. They've put a bit of breathing space between them and, and the relegation zone that they were in and around and probably in for one weekend. They've, they've given themselves a little bit of breathing space that they can have a little bit more of a, a big look at the FA Cup because I have a feeling if they were in the bottom three, they may have made a lot of changes as well and prioritised the league. But they might, they might do something there. Uh, Owen Nils says, only problem is you want to give Van Dijk a rest, but Gomez needs one as well with his injury history. The only thing about Gomez's injury history is it's usually impact injuries. It's not like yes. pulled ha- hamstrings or groins or stuff like that. Wacker wants the, uh, the, the title to be sorted first and foremost. I'm absolutely with you. Centurion has a great plan. He says, tell Everton to beat City and we will play our Reserves. So that's absolutely fine. I've no issues with that either. Full team versus Everton. Then the under twenty three is to play the fourth round. Says Mick. That's another plan that we have in place. But <coughs> Keith Grizz reckons the title's wrapped up. Um, you know that game in hand takes on a different kind of angle now, and it does it. It's a different proposition with Moyes in charge of West Ham. Look, we all laugh at Moyes and stuff like that, but he's definitely going to go in there and make them so defensive, so compact, and uh-huh. and try just dog out game from week to week to week. And it's probably something they need because they're they're very very open when you watch them. Um, but look, what way do you see it, Keith? Are you sitting there going, listen, thirteen and fourteen points, even if to lose a game somewhere, a thirteen fourteen point lead, uh, everybody being equal on what twenty games now? You happy that yeah we're 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 sailing away into the sunset here? Yeah, I am. To be honest, like. This team, even the, the media are still trying to paint that, you know, oh, you know, the, the nerves will get to the players and all. Look, I don't think the nerves are going to get to these boys at all. I think Klopp has created a team now that are just so focused and they're, as he says, the mentality giants, mentality monsters. They're not going to take their foot off that pedal at all. And I think, going back to the likes of the youngsters that are around the team, Elliot Jones, Hoover and the likes, when you're winning and you're romping through leagues the way we are, that's the best time to bring these lads in into the team and sort of integrate them, you know what I mean, rather than throwing them in when they're stinking the place out. Do you know what I'm You know, a couple of reasons why I'm so confident because, you know, I joke around, you know, I joke around in our WhatsApp group, you know, sounding all pessimistic and doomsday. <laughs> but but the thing is... It's no joke. It's, it's, it's a joke. The, we're so focused. but it's the most focused and hungry I've seen players. Even though we've got fantastic players, you can see, you can almost see the hurt in their faces in the way they strive for more from last season's, you know, fact that they just got tipped right at the end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can see yeah. the drive and passion in them. They will not let this go. 
And the other major, major contributing factor to me saying it's done and dusted is all these calculations are based on Man City, because forget about Leicester, but we're, we're basing on Man City winning every single game near enough. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the fact that, that's the, that's the sort of the aspect that makes me so confident because do we really think Man City are in a state or in a position or playing anything like winning every single game? I no. mean, last season, last season it was different. And I did say, you know, I did say to Gavin and the boys, I said, Man City are likely to win every single game from 15, 14 games out. And they did do that. Mm. This season, I can categorically state they're in no way going to win every They won't break game. 90 points. Well, I don't know about that. I, I know about that. The max they can get now is 95, I think. They're not, they're not, they're not going over 90 points in my opinion. Alright, well, well I, I, I read 98 they could get if they win every single mm. game, but alright, even so, even so, let's say 95, you know, they could win every single game and, and you just can't see them doing that. And yeah, we're gonna have a wobble. And yeah, when we do have a slight wobble, let's say we draw two games in a row. Which is yeah. most feasible, you know, we could, you can, you can see us maybe drawing at sort of the likes of Spurs or, or, or a Man City away, you know, maybe, you know, but you just can't see us losing games. We're no. the most difficult team to play against in the world. We're so intimidating in every aspect. Our defending is intimidating. The intensity, the impressing is in midfield is intimidating. Up front, our front three are intimidating. Our coach is fucking intimidating. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We yeah. intimidate teams. We're, we're like the great Fergie teams. I know there's a Liverpool podcast, but, you know, credit where credit is, we're like the Fergie teams where they used to have you beaten in the tunnel. Do you know what I mean? Mm. We used to see pictures of Man United versus whoever in the tunnel and the other team looking shit scared. I mean, credit to Wolves today. You know, it was a free hit for them, kind of. Do you know what I mean? They came and played, and they played probably the best game of their season, one of their best games of the season. Yet, I don't think Alisson made a save. I really don't. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. The I one, the one when Van Dijk slipped, he had to make a save, and that was the I only. I beg your pardon. Yeah, that's, that's the, the one. only one. That's, that's the, the only one. one. So he makes one save in 90 minutes. Yet, you know, we have media utilizing over their performance and how yeah. great Wolves were, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that just shows you where we're at, and this is why. We're the greatest team in the world right now. I know, but I can't see us losing them points. Like, even if City were to win all their games, I don't see us dropping the points that would be needed, even for City to to catch us. I just can't see it in this team. Just can't see where it'll happen. I know. I look. I'm I'm with you, but I will. I'll I'll also sit here and say you don't like keep it early. You don't take your foot off the pedal in any way. You keep a hammer to the floor. And if that yep. means throwing the FA Cup out, out the window and stuff like that, and even taking a risk in the Champions League, so be it. It's just the way things are. Maverick uh, thanks me and the LFC Day Trippers for all our work in 2019 and come back in 2020 even bigger. We'll try our best. Thanks a million for the kind words. Centurion backs that up and says, says, uh, here, here to that. Um, but Centurion then follows up and says, we have a double points gap at the, at the end of January for him. It's, it's finished. 
Um, Maverick says, forget about City, just concentrate on making us mathematically uncatchable ASAP. Hopefully, but that's by the end of February. Uh, let me see. Wacker says, have you saw City's fixture list starting in Feb? As long as we have minimum 10 points ahead by February 4th, it's done, in his opinion. And Mick, um, the, rom- the romantic Mick says, I think we will win it at the Etihad on the 4th of April 2020. We have four or five minutes left. If anyone has any random questions that you want to throw in, absolutely throw them in. It can be related to anything at all, but I'm literally giving you five minutes to throw them in, and we'll see where we go. Grizz, Minamino shows up now um, on the 4th of January. It looks like he is available for Sheffield United, which surprised me earlier. I thought it would be um, it would be the fifth against Everton, but that's a lovely little addition, isn't it, to the squad, just the way things are falling at the moment oh, with the injuries really? we have. It's a lovely little, little yeah, yeah, sweetener, yeah, yeah. isn't it? I know we haven't got much time, um, but that's a topic we should have touched on. A lovely, lovely time, little boost. I've always said a, a small little gem in January what has wonders for a, for a squad. Maybe sort of feeling tired mentally, maybe physically, you know what I mean? And then you have a, a introduction of a, a gem of a little player, an absolute gem of a little player who bring who bring. Uh, Plenty of uh, energy and liveliness in, into that midfield, uh, attacking midfield. So, yeah, cracking little boost just going into when we possibly need it. I mean, we do where we do need our reinforcements is in defence, right? Especially in the fullbacks area. But with with the returning centre backs and sort of not long now, um, you know that should be fine now. Um, but the midfield, you know, the ox injury, bad timing. But this guy, I'm telling you. I don't want to, you know, don't want to boost him up too much, but uh, I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic and brilliant timing as well. Yeah, no, it, it looks like that. Keith, is it important though that he comes in? You know, he he's shown glimpses against us in the both games we played against him in the Champions League of of what he can do. His stats look really good, albeit in the in the Aust- Austrian league with with Salzburg. Is it important that we don't heap too much on him? You want to bring him in; he's an extra body, and if he does well, fine. If he finds time, if he takes time to bed in and does a couple of indifferent performances, there absolutely fine. We don't want to put too much pressure on him, do we? No, we don't want to put too much pressure on him, Gav, but for, I said it a couple of weeks ago when I'm on the pods, you know, we can play so many positions this fella. I think he's going to figure in the team as the season goes on, but listening to some of the stuff Klopp was saying, um, it does take a bit of time for a new signing to get used to the pressing triggers and all these sort of things that, that Liverpool do. So we mightn't see too much of him maybe at the beginning, you know, substitute appearances here and there, but it's a great bonus to have someone like that you know people will say I've been having arguments with fellas and they're saying oh you've never seen him you don't know you're talking shit you, all I do is sit back and say yeah but I trust Klopp and I trust Michael Edwards that this fella is going to be absolute mustard when he comes into the team because he's going to be a little buzzsaw that can run around read every article about him or listen to people that know about him and put your feet up and have a cigar this fella's going to slot in lovely into our team and a great time to get him as well, you know. Just give us that little tip for the send second them, half of the season. Send, send those people my way, Keith. Tell them my name all about European football and players. Tell him, Gav. So send <laughs> yeah. them my way. Yeah. We'll get them on, Chris. Funny enough, this guy will go on. This guy will fit in like a glove. hundred oh, percent. Um, I think um, you know. I hate to, you know, bloody hell. He's had his fair share of injuries. Don't want to wish any more bad luck and injuries on. On Ox, but this guy will slot into that one of the eights, you know, especially against a team like today where they defend really deep. So you can, you know, with the likes of Fabinho coming back, 
plenty of legs. Naby's in flowing form now as well. Got a little rest today. We're good. We're absolutely good to go, honestly. The more negativity we create, it's all in our own mind that we're creating this negativity. <laughs> Klopp's not having it. Klopp's, if you listen to Klopp, he's just not having any negativity. You know, he hasn't moaned about these injuries at all. No. Yet here we are talking about them and everything. It's just, it's, it's, it's out of sheer boredom, Keith. It's because we've got nothing to criticise us about. You know, the lack of signings in summer, that was a, a mess. You know, oh, we let Klein go before that in the January window. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So this window, you know, we bought a little gem. You know, possibly we, if the injuries were any more serious to the centre-backs, we would have maybe possibly brought forward a centre-back deal that we are probably going to do in the summer. But we don't need to. And, 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 and you're right, Gav, there's absolutely no pressure on this kid. We're in such a strong position, he can come and show, him, show his worst he's made of without any pressure. He won't go straight into the team. You know, that's all hype. He's, he, what Klopp said about Sheffield United is he's available if needed of selection. Do you know what I mean? He's, like as in yeah. he's legally available. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Paperwork-wise, etc., etc. But he's not, I, I, I very much doubt if he's in the matchday squad for Sheffield United. In fact, I don't, I don't think he would be unless there's no. like sort of more injuries or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that he's there now, you know, he's going to make his debut against Everton. Um, and if it's anything like Virgil van Dijk's, Debut against Everton, then we're in for a treat. We're laughing. Chris Pross yeah. says, uh, would you bring Connor Cody back in the summer if Lovren leaves? Um, only if you're going to switch to a back uh, three, Chris. I don't see him as a centre half in a back four. That's being honest with no. you. Uh, Centurion says, if we have any youngsters to go out on loan, I'd love them to go to Sheffield United. They do play some lovely stuff. I'm really, really impressed with them um, this season so far. But I still want to beat them in, in three days' time well, or talking so. Talking about loans and youngsters... Um, a little birdie tells me today that Brewster's uh, on the verge of uh, agreeing a deal with Swansea. Okay, yeah, so I did read that. I did read that as well, yeah. And look, I think a meal for him is good at this stage. He needs to get first-team football and he needs to get regular football, I suppose, at a certain level before he can be considered for this Liverpool side and, the, and the, the, I suppose, the standard for setting and the... Yeah. You know, the, the level that you need to be at to be not only in contention for this team, but to be actually in it and make an impact. Kevin Sullivan says Minamino is a bench option in, in his honest opinion, and there's no real pressure. Megan McCallion asks, uh, for the best Liverpool player of the decade, it's Henderson for her. Um, I'm not going to get into that because it'll take forever to discuss it, but it's, it's a good question. And if people want to. That's a good question. We'll do something midweek for that, probably. Yeah, we might, we might take that yes. up. We might take yeah, that get up. Me by on there. Get me on there. We invite might, me on there. I'll invite you on, Chris. Um, even though this sure. is partly your show, I will actually send you the invite um, North Red says I hope Trent is practicing his free kicks Minamino will get us loads of set pieces in and around opposition boxes uh, Megan says could have went to Fulham but stayed and walked the socks off now a Champions League winner obviously that's in relation to Jordan Henderson I'm sure there's big um, arguments around Luis Suarez and things like that as well but that's that's one for another day um let me see. Indy Coyle has tweeted that Minamino is available for Sheffield United, so it must be true. Absolutely. What a top guy Indy Coyle is. And as I always say, if you take him and his, uh, and his tweets, um, overly serious, um, you might need to just reevaluate what, what you're reading, to be perfectly honest with you. But look, last question of the night, lads, and it was asked by Maverick about five minutes ago, and he asks, what way should I finish off this evening? Should it be jammy dodger biscuits, or should it be crisps? Um, Keith, what are you gonna go for? Uh, go for the crisps, yeah, why not? Yeah. Bit of bread and butter, crisps, and get oh, that yeah. into you. You're going like that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Live like a king, why not? Yeah, no worries. Grizz, is it crisps or is it biscuits for you? Um, time of night, 
demands its biscuits. And you're dipping them in tea, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not... See, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly different. I'm not... Oh, you can I, say I'm that again. I'm, I'm not exclusive to biscuits with tea. Mm-hmm. Some, there's certain biscuits out there that go really well with milk. Mm-hmm. Just plain milk. So, That's and I think jam... No, it's not. It's not it is. Right, a cup put... of milk and, 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 or a glass of milk and a biscuit is disgusting, Chris. Oh, it's amazing. Chocolate oh. biscuit, always go with milk. And it's got to be cold, though. Cold mm-hmm. milk. Yeah. Chocolate oh. digestive in the cold milk. I'm with you on that, crazy. Thank you, Mr. Over that. Thank you. All over that. Yeah, Gav's a proper... You know, Gav's like one of those... <laughs> it's, it's, it's like the FA and all these referees. <laughs> he, he hates change. He hates something different. Yeah. I don't change. Yeah, it's not change. I hate it. Eat, like eating milk go or outside, drinking Gav. milk and eating a biscuit outside. with it. <laughs> Can you, you know get a glass of milk and what glass What sort of sap sits down and has a fucking glass of milk and a bob and cream? Like, you know what I mean? It's fucking so outrageous. Many. So many. Yeah. What, what, yeah. So if you're sitting down with a glass of milk, what biscuit are you having with it? Go on. Well, you just said it's got to be something chocolatey. With a glass, yeah, with tea, fair enough. But just sitting there, like, it's, it's a real lonely existence, I think. Like, a little <laughs> glass of milk and a, like, you know, I no, don't know. it's very liberating. It's very liberating. Try it. Liberating, liberating. Somebody threw in there, yeah. Chemical Kev threw in Littles, Aberdeen Angus and Suffolk Ale Ridge Cook Crisps. Um, a lot of words in there, but they sound actually nice. <laughs> sound a little. Uh, Shaq agrees with me. Of course he does. Make more sense than Grizz, let's be honest about it. Uh, Chemical Kev says 14 wins and he can't be caught because Barry was asking how many wins now. It's 12, Barry. It's absolutely 12. If we win 12 league games between now and the end of the season, we will end up on a minimum of 91 points and nobody is touching us. Trust me. Um, so, uh, Ke- Keith is going with, uh, crisps on, crisp sandwich. Grizz is going yeah. with a glass of milk on it. And a, and a fucking digestive or whatever it was he was going with. Uh, I'd, I'd go with the crisps, I think, unless it's a really hot cup of tea and some nice biscuits that are good for dipping. Don't get yourself a glass of milk and kind of thing. That's outrageous. Definitely try it, lads. Try it. Give it a go. Give it a go. Okay, give it a go if you want, but I think it's it's completely wrong and Grizz knows it. And I think he's just <laughs> doing it to annoy me. Uh, any other business before we go, Grizz? No, I'm good, mate. You're good? Are you going to do the pod with me on Thursday night? Just when I'm fully awake, the pod's finished. Mm. Are you going to do the pod with me on Thursday night? After the Sheffield United game? Yeah, go on. Yeah, alright. Well, we call it 10 o'clock Thursday, yeah? Yeah, go on. Alright, no worries. Um, Keith, do you want to do the pod on Thursday at 10 o'clock? Ah, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? I might ask Chris along as well. I mean, make it a big full house, yeah. loads of people talking about the Reds. Listen, uh, Grace, thanks a million for joining me. I'll talk to you soon. Good stuff. Uh, Keith, same to you. Nice one. Nice one. That is the last um, Fatback 4 podcast of 2019, from if I remember right. Yeah, the club is recorded tomorrow evening and will be available tomorrow night for download as well. But we will be back on the 2nd of January post-Sheffield uh, United, 10pm. Come and join us then. Everybody that's watched, everybody, like people have thrown in comments and... and you know, complimenting us on the, on the work we do for the year. Listen, you people make it as well by being here, by following us, by subscribing to us, by liking us, by throwing comments in, by having the laugh, coming up with random questions. You make the show as much as we do. We're just here to do it and we just do what you tell us more or less. But listen, have a great end to 2019. Enjoy New Year's Eve. Enjoy New Year's Day. But most importantly, enjoy the 2nd of January when Liverpool can go for probably, I think it's probably something like 19 wins out of 20. It's unbelievable. It's a, it could be a record breaking season. It's been
been an absolutely amazing 2019 and let's hope 2020 brings that trophy that we all want but we don't mention for the moment let's hope we bring that home that's been it that's been us talking a bit over now attention social security and ssi recipients if you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the irs and claim the recovery rebate credit Go to ssa.gov slash EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov slash EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.